Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach to Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Jerry Doherty. Jerry, are you ready to do this? George, I am ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Jerry is the president of Boston Independence Group, author and host of Making Money Last, America's Retirement Resource. I'm excited to have you on. Jerry, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Uh, well, George, I've been involved in the uh, financial services industry now for 33 years. It's hard for me to believe. <laughs> and um, about uh, 10 years ago, I started a firm, Boston Independence Group, that is focused solely on the retirement planning market. So I'm bringing my 33 years of experience to that specific market for baby boomers. 33 years. Can you even believe it? How, how, how has your perspective changed on retirement from when you got started to where we are today? If if really at all. Well, a lot, yeah, a lot of, a lot of things have changed, George, as you know, um, when I started in 1986, a long time ago, um, in 1986, there still were pension plans that were out there. So people had guaranteed streams of income that they would be receiving when they retired. So somebody would retire from a company one day on a Friday and what would happen is the very next Monday, a pension check would arrive in the mailbox. So it was a very seamless progression from working years into retirement years. But all that changed with the advent of 401k plans, where um, 401ks now have pretty much replaced pension plans. So because of that, the main concerns that I, that I see for retirees is that they're wondering how they are going to generate income from those piles of assets that, they, that they've accumulated for many years in their 401k plans. That really is the main concern, and that really is generally how it's uh, changed. That's been the biggest change in retirement planning in the time that I've been in this industry. Got it. And it's, it has been an absolute paradigm shift, and I don't really like that term paradigm shift necessarily, but it absolutely has been to, Okay, I, I understand that if I work at this company for X number of years, I'm going to get a stream of income for as long as I'm going to need it. Do you? I mean, it seems like 401k plans have not been successful at replacing the pension. Do you think that it's just it hasn't been long enough, or do you think that? What What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that there are a couple of concerns that people have. I think um, one of the concerns is that, you know, when you have a 401k plan, all the responsibility for making investment decisions for retirement were shifted to the employees. And when you look at the cast of characters, you know, previously with pension plans, you had um, CFOs of companies, you may have had treasurers of companies, you had outside consultants that were consulting on the plans. So when you look at this cast of characters, you could make the argument that the employee is probably the least qualified to make these decisions. You know, they're just working in a company. It's an individual working in a company. So I think what's happened is over 30 years, you've had many people um, who have retired who have found that their 401k plan balances are less than what they had uh, once hoped for. And especially, George, so far in the 21st century, when you look at what happened in 2000 into 2001, and then 2008 into 2009 with some pretty severe market drops, 
you know, we have people who are retiring today with 401k balances that are far less than what they had um, once experienced. And the demise of the defined benefit, you know, pension plan design has really been um, rather amazing. You know, if you speak to retirees today, so if you went to a coffee shop in Scottsdale, George, and you uh, met a couple of retirees who were maybe 75 years old, you'll find that roughly 53% of those retirees will report to you that a pension is their primary source of income. Roughly half, a little bit more than half. But if you speak to people who are retiring today, who are maybe 62, 63, 65 years old, they'll report that only 33%, one third, have a guaranteed um, you know, pension, some type of guaranteed stream of income. So it's really been this whole change, as you were saying, you know, a uh, really a paradigm shift that people have to make away from how am I now going to generate my own streams of income? Because obviously once you're no longer working, you'll no longer have a paycheck coming in from employment. So we'll have to figuratively structure for retirees a retirement paycheck. So that's um, that is the paradigm shift. I know it's a funny word, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I I completely understand what you what you mean when you say that, George. Yeah, it's interesting. I was sort of going through um, in my head on my my folks. One of them was a teacher. My mom was a teacher, so she has a pension, and my dad was not, so he does not have a pension. So it's interesting you breaking down those 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 numbers. And then I was also thinking about. What was really very valuable about pensions, uh, and one of those certainly was that people didn't have to think about what they were investing in, which is what you were talking about. And while there was no guarantee that who who actually was behind the scenes investing was going to do a good job, the perception was, and, and for the most part, people just knew that there was going to be money there at the end when they actually did need it. So that is a very big shift. Um, Very big shift. And it really it really is, George. It's the income piece. You know, retirement is not about having piles of assets. It's very helpful to have piles of assets, but that's not really what retirement is about. Retirement is really about having guaranteed streams of income that you can't outlive. You know, guaranteed streams of income really become a permission slip to enjoy your retirement, knowing that you can spend every single penny of your retirement income this month, because next month there's going to be more income that's rolling in, and the month after that, and the month after that, and for as long as you live. And it begins to mitigate a number of the risks that people face, that baby boomers face as they go into retirement. You know, for example, the longevity risk. You know, one of the reasons that people are afraid to spend the assets that they have in a 401k plan is because they're afraid they're going to spend at too high a rate, or they, they're afraid that they're going to um, suffer investment losses and spend at too high a rate, so they're going to run out of money. You know, when you look at retirees, the number one concern is running out of money. Well, if you had a pension, if you had a guaranteed stream of income, you wouldn't be worried about that. So you can mitigate that risk, inflation risks, long-term care risks, you know, tax rates in the future and all that. By guaranteed streams of income, it begins to really mitigate risks that uh, people face as they uh, get into retirement. I think that that's a fascinating thing, and it's a, such an interesting psychological thing to think about. If I if I know that I have money coming in every month for as long as I'm going to live, I do have permission to go out and spend that amount of money versus if I don't know, 
uh, if it's not a guarantee, if there's a mar- for whatever reason, if this money goes away, then people will actually live well below their means and, and, and not spend any money at all. I think it may be hard for people to realize or understand that, but that's a real thing. George, you are absolutely correct. People will live in an atmosphere of scarcity. I talk about this in my book. People will live in an atmosphere of scarcity if they don't have guaranteed streams of income coming in rather than an atmosphere of abundance. You know, when you think about it, if you had a guaranteed income that was coming in every single month, you would be able to spend that money, which means that you could really you could really experience life's true riches. You know, you could buy airline tickets to go see grandchildren. You wouldn't have any reservation about doing that because, you know, if it's within your budget for that uh, month, you and your wife, you and your spouse could maybe take that vacation that you had denied yourself during your working years. You know, many of these things are, you know, generational memories, true memories of the true riches of life. If you don't have guaranteed streams of income coming in, you'll always be afraid to deplete that pile of assets in your 401k plan that you've accumulated. So you're going to deny yourself of that. How do you put a price tag on some of those things, George? Yeah, I, I, I don't think that people really want to do that. So, so I appreciate that very much. So it's, it's 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 one thing to talk about it, but how how does one then design retirement income? Well, I think we have to do. We take for designing retirement plans. We take a three bucket approach. It's kind of the classic three bucket approach, and there's a lot of work that's being done on a concept called the retirement income efficient frontier and the retirement income efficient frontier through the American college that I know you're familiar with George in uh, Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. And then also through some people like Roger Ibbotson and even Roger uh, Schiller and even uh, Bill Sharp, you know, um, uh, iconic figures, iconic figures in, uh, you know, American finance and so on. They're doing a lot of work with the American college in this field. And in the three bucket approach, you have bucket number one that is a cash bucket. So when you go into retirement, everybody's going to have some type of cash that they need readily available. And that cash, if you think about it, it's really kind of an emergency fund. It's uh, for purchases that maybe you're going to make during the next two or three years, something like that, very short term. So somebody may need thirty dollars or $40,000 in cash sitting at a local bank. The second bucket is an income bucket. And in the income bucket, what anybody who is truly involved in retirement planning will do is they'll sit down with a retiree and they'll say, gee, what are your lifestyle expenses and what are your living expenses? So to take it, to get a handle on your living expenses, all you really need to do is go through your checkbook and uh, take a look at what you're spending uh, at your house. You know, it's very simple. It's your real estate taxes. It you know, might be uh, insurances on automobiles. If you still do have a mortgage in retirement, you know, that mortgage payment and so on. So to quantify the living expenses, it's very simple. But then on top of that, you have lifestyle expenses. So somebody may say, gee, we have $3,000 a month in living expenses, and we have $3,000 a month in lifestyle expenses. So our uh, annual, our uh, monthly goal is to have $6,000 a month coming into the household. Then what we'll do is we'll back off their guaranteed streams of income that already exist. Social security will certainly be one of those. And then they may have small pensions from previous employers if they're fortunate enough or, or so on. So let's say that we add all of that up, you know, a couple of social security payments and it comes out to $4,000 a month and their income goal is uh, 2000 is uh, $6,000 a month. Then we know that we have a $2,000 a month shortfall. 
And what we'll do with all of their assets that they have, we will take the least amount of money that we need to out of their assets. Let's say that they've been fortunate enough to accumulate 700,000, 800,000 toward retirement. We'll take the least amount of money that we need out of those assets to generate that $2,000 a month gap. And then with all the other assets, we'll just leave them out there, typically in a long-term growth model, you know, um, through our, uh, I'm a registered investment advisor, George. So through our registered investment advisory firm, because we believe in the market long-term. But why that approach works so well is that in bucket number one, if your short-term expenses are taken care of, and in bucket number two, if we know that we have your income goal guaranteed, that's $6,000 a month in this hypothetical example we're giving, then in bucket number three, the long-term growth bucket, we can um, have somebody assume a little bit more risk than what their typical temperament may dictate. That's not to be confused with putting them into something that's risky, just a little bit more risk. So they don't have to be positioned conservatively. They can be a little bit to the right of conservative to grow that money long-term. And eventually, hopefully in the design that we put together, we would try to have bucket number three recover from the money that we took out of it to um, produce the $2,000 a month in guaranteed income. So that's what we do. And it's, it's called the retirement income efficient frontier, um, that, that whole design. So that, that, that George is really what we're doing to design, to design and mitigate against some of these risks, um, that people face as they go into retirement. And I think that that makes sense. Um, and again, sort of back to that permission slip conversation about if we know that we have the cash on hand that we might need, we know that 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 our income needs are met then we are actually able to to your point not be risky with the money but to put a little bit more perhaps have more equities in a portfolio than if i needed all this money to create my income then i would not want to be have equities probably at all so right Got it. right exactly it does allow you to have a little bit more equity exposure to grow that long term because over prolonged periods of time there is no question that over prolonged periods of time, the market will outperform anything else. That, that is just the truth. It's an indisputable statement, um, and we can, we can show that to people. The problem is that it's over long periods of time the market will outperform. So if you are using retirement uh, income generation strategies that are dependent upon market exposure, if you have momentary market downturns, it can create a real problem for retirees. That's why making sure that the income, bucket number two, is guaranteed, and bucket number one, the short-term spending needs are taken care of, that allows you in bucket number three to assume, as you were saying, George, a little bit more equity exposure and also to weather some momentary downturns. You know, if there's a six-month downturn in the market, it doesn't really matter if your income is guaranteed. So you can take on that extra exposure. This seems like a, a pretty uncomplicated strategy, and I think that most people like that. And that was the name of, or it is the name of your book, is Uncomplicated Money. Why, why do you think that there's so much complexity surrounding re, just retirement? Well, I, I, I will tell you uh, very honestly, I think that there's a lot of complexity involving retirement because it's been kind of contrived complexity. I think that, um, you know, a lot of people meet with individuals who are really just um, who really just want to manage their assets for them. They're not really in the retirement planning business. 
So what they will do is they will always structure retirement strategies that are based upon market-driven um, forces, number one, because it allows them to hold on to the money to simply generate um, retirement, uh, to simply generate fee revenue. You know, I think that many people are very good at helping you grow your assets and delivering you to retirement's doorstep. But I think that it's only specialized firms that actually take your hand, walk you across the threshold through that doorway of retirement and into distributing your assets. They're two very different jobs, accumulating assets and then distributing assets during retirement. It's just two different jobs. And I think many times people remain with the firm that brought them to retirement's doorstep, but they don't understand that they're just ill-equipped to bring them through retirement safely and distribute their assets. Got it. I think that that does make sense. I think that that does make sense. Well, Jerry, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, I would say the difference-making tip is really understand where you are in your lifestyle, uh, in your life cycle. I'd like everybody just to ask themselves a question, where am I positioned in life? And if you have said, if you've answered that question by saying that your position at retirement's doorstep, then you really need to begin to think differently and employ different strategies that brought you to retirement's doorstep because the strategies that are going to bring you safely through your golden years are going to be very different. So I'd ask yourself where you are in your life cycle. And then uh, from there, the investment strategies that you use should be specific to uh, to where you're positioned. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Jerry, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? If somebody wanted to learn more about me, they can go to my website. My website is bostonindependencegroup.com, bostonindependencegroup.com. And on that site, it's loaded with tons of helpful advice about a variety of uh, retirement planning topics. On the website also, you can download a free chapter of my book. Again, George, as you had mentioned, this title, Uncomplicated Money, and is available on amazon.com. And if somebody um, would like the book and if they'd like to have a complete copy of it, there's a, um, they can either buy it from Amazon or they can uh, download a Kindle version on Amazon as, uh, as well. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jerry your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to bostonindependencegroup.com, pick up a copy of his book. I will link to all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Jerry. Thank you, George. I really, really appreciate it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!